If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. The thing with education and learning in general is that it's something very intimate in a sense because you're trying to develop your own connection to reality, to the world, to others in a way that really resonates with who you are. What if you could have a personal artificial intelligence tutor to help you in the process of learning something new? And what if that AI tutor could even alert you when you were starting to forget key concepts? That's what Magma Learning founder and CEO Maxime Gabella has created. Maxime's Lausanne, Switzerland-based startup is structured as a multidisciplinary research project with the mission of radically enhancing human learning through artificial intelligence. In the process, Magma Learning has won several awards and produced the personal AI tutor app, ARI. And while Maxime is a theoretical physicist with a PhD in string theory, he also brings his background in fine art and philosophy to his current work. Maxime, let's start with something you say on your website. You say that learning can be as exhilarating as playing. How did you first experience that? I think we all experienced that at first because when we're babies, everything is kind of a playing activity and a learning activity at the same time. And in fact, we see this in most mammals. So the baby lions will play a lot, but in fact, they're actually learning to hunt. And it's the same for uh, a lot of animals, in fact. So I think really, like genetically... Biologically, learning and playing are very much connected. In fact, they could be as uh, fun. It's known in that, for example, learning activities will release some endorphin in the brain, just like video games would or any kind of playing activities would. So, yeah, like neurologically, the two activities are also behaving very similarly. As a scientist, I see that you're also an artist. How did you realize that machine learning can augment human learning? Yeah, as you say, I sort of had this, like a complicated trajectory, starting with philosophy, then art and painting, and then theoretical physics and machine learning and so on. But yeah, I think all those things are quite connected. So there are kind of two extreme attitudes towards innovative technology, and some would be afraid <laughs> that it might lead to disasters and some would be very optimistic that it might lead to a fuller life experience. So I belong to the second kind of group. And so I think the thing with education and learning in general is that it's something very intimate in a sense because you're trying to develop your own connection to reality, to the world, to others in a way that really resonates with who you are. And this is not really what is developed in schools, universities, and in corporate learning, where the programs tend to be very uniformized. And so everybody gets the same thing, regardless of their personalities and their aspirations and their talents. And this has a disastrous consequence of kind of crushing their curiosity and their creativity. So I think, yeah, this kind of uniformization, which is practically it's necessary because we cannot imagine a world where you have as many professors as you have learners. This would be a strange world, you know. And indeed, yeah, it would be more than a full-time job, actually, to really 
teach. So you might need several tutors per learner. But so in any case, what I'm saying is that historically, we didn't have the means to do anything else than this uniformized approach to learning. But now that AI systems are getting more and more powerful, precisely because they also have been given the ability to learn with machine learning, we can imagine a world where we have personal AI tutors that are, you know, following every one of us and helping us really fulfill our learning potentials and enhance our curiosity and creativity. So this is kind of the vision that those learning machines can be very useful for us to also become better learner. And actually, as I was alluding to before, we are genetically or our, our species is precisely very, very good at learning. So we will be, in a sense, fulfilling the mission of our species. <laughs> so that's, that's the, as you see, it's kind of the extreme optimism version of it. But I think, it, you know, you have to have this kind of vision to, to be motivated to do something. On the subject of vision, how did you first come up with Ari? And would you tell me the story of getting there with creating Magma Learning? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a natural continuation to this vision, but there's also a lot of other motivations that entered. So when I created the startup, I thought about different levels of motivations. And when they all converged into this kind of mission to enhance learning, that I just put it into practice. So as I said, I think learning is very important for humans and, and it's, it's a great mission to try to enhance it. But so this is a little bit philosophical or maybe sociological. But then you have also reasons that could be a little bit more urgent in a sense. And this is, for example, the acceleration of skills shift. So nowadays, and in fact, ironically enough, precisely because of the arrival of many AI systems in many different jobs, there is a more and more urgent need for upskilling, reskilling, and so on. And the thing is that because people that are susceptible to be replaced by machines are usually not that excited by education. And in a sense, this is why they ended up with those kind of mechanical jobs. If you tell them, yeah, you have to go back to school now because an AI system will do your job, thank you very much. This is not going to go down so smoothly, I don't <laughs> think. So we might see some social unrest coming out of this. But it, so if, on the other hand, we tell them, so here's a system that will actually, in a personalized way, help you to find your talent, your passion, and then help you develop it to a level that you can make it your new profession. This might be much better accepted. But so, so in a sense, it would be an AI system reskilling the people that have lost jobs because of AI systems, which, well, they might feel that they want revenge against AI. But I think if it's done well, it's more, much more likely to work than just telling them, okay, go back to schools, go back to, go back to yeah, the classroom. So this is one example of a motivation. And so another level, which is almost kind of metaphysical, is so in my research in theoretical physics, there are indications that space and time are not fundamental entities, but instead they kind of emerge from something more fundamental. And there were indications that perhaps they come out from some sort of network that makes up space-time. And then some researchers postulated that this network might be doing 
something similar to what deep neural networks are doing. So they're actually learning some quantum properties of matter, and it's this phenomenon that will generate space-time. Uh, so wow, <laughs> this is quite <laughs> this is quite exceptional. But I think if you think also about quantum mechanics and the role of the observer and the fact that an observation is just the action of learning something. So if I observe that the sky is blue, I've actually learned that the sky is blue. It's something I didn't know and then I know it. So this type of observation are, are kind of key in quantum mechanics. And so it would make sense that the act of learning is actually deeply embedded in the fabric of space-time, you could say. And I think so my learning is also uh, thought as some sort of, of a laboratory where we will try to understand the learning phenomenon in a much deeper way, uh, not only in, in order to make it more effective for humans and for you know, students and professionals, but also to maybe discover some sort of fundamental laws of learning, which could take the form of an equation or something like this, that from which then the rest of the physical laws could be deduced. So again, that's like extreme optimism. <laughs> And I think this, this, yeah, so, so this vision would be like absolutely enormous, but uh, why not? I think, as I said, the fact that we are now able to reproduce artificially the learning phenomenon with machine learning, it means that we are maybe very close to being able to describe some fundamental theory of this learning phenomenon. And it has happened again and again in the history of science that first you master how to reproduce something in a lab, and then it gives you enough control that your theoretical creativity can, you know, describe it satisfactorily. So the same thing might happen with the learning that we are, a full-fledged theory of learning is just around the corner. And I think this might be really a very fundamentally unifying theory, almost at the crossroad of, you could say, physics and psychology. That is mind-blowing. Let's look at what Ari does. This is a lifelong learning app. We talked about this briefly prior to starting the interview, and you mentioned to me it's primarily used for job training, but just like you just said, if somebody gets laid off, there's unfortunately going to be a lot of need for this with what's been happening. They can download Ari, and let's say they're trying to learn leadership skills. What will Ari do? Yeah, so that's a good question. So so first, at the moment, Ari is mostly a app for institutions, for companies, organizations, or universities. So it's usually, if you wish, it's bought by the organizations and then the, the members of the organization can use it. So we're not yet having, well, we don't yet have some sort of B2C version where the users themselves will consume the app in a sense, but this is coming very soon. Maxime estimates a consumer version of ARI should be available by summer 2021. So the question you asked was in a sense about soft skills which are very valuable for businesses. And there is sometimes this tension between hard skills and soft skills. So the, the hard skills being more like theoretical notions and conceptual, whereas the soft skills have more to do with communication and leadership, as you mentioned, and like, you know, the human touch in a sense in business activities. So it's true that if you have a, an app, even if it's using AI, it will be limited in the learning journey that it can follow you with. So it needs data. So if it's about being a better communicator, if it's not recording, for example, your daily interactions with your colleagues or with your clients, it will not be really able to give you some improvement on this. So unless we're prepared to be constantly filmed and recorded, we cannot really 
you know, have as much feedback uh, on those soft skills as maybe we would like. Maybe if we had a, a personal coach following us, but even that would be a little bit intrusive, I guess. But so one thing that we try to have people realize is that even soft skills have a pretty central hard skill component. So what I mean by that is that if you try to learn how to be a better leader, for example, then there will be some research papers on psychology, maybe or on business studies that will have some recommendations for you on how you should behave. And the first step is to assimilate those recommendations. So those are hard skills because you have additional you know, conceptual knowledge that is entering your long-term memory. And those hard skills are the prerequisite to then be able to apply to apply them in a practical situation, and then they will be called soft skills. So I think, if you wish, what Ari is doing at the moment is really helping you consolidate all the prerequisite that you need, so the basic building blocks of knowledge that will then allow you to maybe transform your behavior in a more effective way in practice. But then this, you have to do it on your own. So there's this, I think there's this saying maybe by Richard Feynman, the physicist, I'm not sure, and he said that a theoretical physicist is someone who can read a book about swimming and then just jump into the water and swim. So <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> I believe that. this kind of approach. It's like, you know, if, if you really learn in a very effective way, then, you know, the, the conceptual aspect of learning will be really very helpful when you try to put it into practice. Because if you've forgotten half of the, you know, the tips and the, and the procedures that you were supposed to follow, then for sure you're not going to apply them successfully. But the other way around, well, I mean, it could be true that you have a perfect memorization of all the advice to be a great leader, but somehow you don't apply them in practice. So this is also possible. So there is still a step to do. But I think this step is much smaller than what people usually think. So mastering all of the kind of the, for example, leadership advice and procedures and tips on a conceptual level is already takes you a long way to effectively becoming a better leader. Let's look at some hard skills too. Let's say that a school like Stanford has Ari and the students are using it in a, I'm going to choose a subject that's really hard for me, a math class. What will the student experience with Ari and how will it show them where they're weak or where they're strong and getting ready for that final exam? Yeah, so, so by the way, as a as a demonstration of our ability to process a lot of kind of teaching material, we've put all of the courses from Stanford, well, at least a few, something like 5,000 courses, we've put revision programs on uh, RE9000. So you can already kind of see that out, how it plays out. But so the way it would work normally is that you would have in a course, there is maybe a set of, let's say, 100 key concepts that you need to master in order to understand what the course is about, in a sense. And so Ari will automatically generate some quizzes and some multiple choice questions about those key concepts. And then it will show you those questions and puzzles. And depending on your reactions, on your answers, it will adapt to your knowledge levels, but also to your memory abilities. Because so one thing that experimental psychologists have discovered a long time ago is that whatever we learn, we tend to forget it exponentially fast. And so typically one week after a course, already 90% of the content has been forgotten. And the way that they recommend fighting this exponential forgetting is what is called space repetition. And the concept is that you learn something for the first time and then you wait until you've half forgotten it, roughly. 
And that's the right moment to revise it, not too early, because it would be redundant and it would just stay in your short-term memory, and not too late, because if you've fully forgotten the concept, then you will go again and again back to zero, in a sense. And so if you're in the middle and you you have only half forgotten the concept and you revise it at this moment, it will really truly consolidate your long-term memory of that concept. And then the next time you will forget it much slower. And then you wait again that you have half forgotten it and then revise it and so on. And each time the forgetting will get slower and slower. So this is, this is great in theory, but how do you apply this? Because we are not aware ourselves when we have half forgotten something. It's very hard to keep track of that. It's a subconscious phenomenon. And this is exactly what an AI tutor can do for you because it kind of follows you and it knows you and it has built a model of your memory. So how strong is your memory? And also, what are your preferences? Maybe you learn much better everything about history than you do about biology or the other way around. And so this is highly personal, the way that the memory will work in trying to you know, remember concepts. And so therefore, the personalization here is crucial. And this is what the personal AI tutor is doing with machine learning. It will constantly learn about the personal memory of each of the users. And so you have those maybe 100 or maybe, you know, maybe a thousand key concepts that you need to assimilate over a period of a few months. And Ari will make sure that all your learning efforts are just right. So because you see just the right content at the right moment and you optimize your efforts such that it consolidates your knowledge for the long term. So this is in a sense how the timing and the, and the content is, can be optimized thanks to machine learning. How does Ari show the student that they're starting to forget something or that they are good with history, let's say, but not with this math theorem or biology? Yeah, that's a great question because this is one thing that we discovered is, well, that we found is quite, well, is a bit suboptimal with learning is that we are usually in the dark. So we don't have visibility on what we know or what we don't know. And if we read a book, for example, 200 pages, once you finish the book, you have only a very blurry notion of how much content you've really assimilated from the book and how much you've already forgotten. And if you wait a month or something, it becomes worse and worse. And then it becomes a total blur. And after a while, we might wonder, why did I spend hours reading this book? Because now the only thing I have is maybe a blurry sentence that I could put together about its content. And I think, yeah, so here, it's really a very bad state of affairs because if you want to make concrete progress and you have zero visibility on how well you're doing or not, it's not going to go well. And so what we're doing is that since we have this personal AI tutor building a model of the memory and the knowledge levels of each learner, we can also ask Ari to show us what it has understood about us. And so we've represented that in the form of a three-dimensional constellation of points each point being associated with a concept that we are currently learning. And then the, the brightness of each one of those points will correspond to the mastery level of the corresponding concept. So this means that you're looking at some, like a night sky with like stars and so on. And if you don't know much, everything will be pretty dark. And as you start using the app, things will start to light up and your knowledge will kind of shape the constellations. And as you use it more and more, like five minutes every day or something like this, it will end up with a pretty faithful representation of what you know and what you don't know. 
Uh, so with just one glance at this constellation, you can see where are your regions of mastery and where you need to spend more time because maybe you have a skills gap or a knowledge gap. It's a very intuitive representation of where you're standing. And as you say, so once you have this knowledge visualization, it can have many uses. And one of them is to motivate the learners because they can see, oh, I'm really good in, uh, you know, in uh, physics, for example. I'm, I'm really good because I compare favorably to my other classmates. Or you can see that you're better in marketing or, or anything like this. And you can see also how fast you are learning compared to the others. So if you're learning at a speed that is much faster than the others, it might mean you have really a talent for this subject and maybe this is your passion. And so it's also a tool that helps you discover your passions in a sense. And it, it also helps you identify and then correct your skills gaps. That could be It's great. also a great tool for the content creators, so the professors, the trainers, and even the managers in companies. It's very nice to see sort of an average of the knowledge in a team or in the whole company or in a classroom. And you can see where the people are struggling more. And maybe you need to put more effort in explaining certain aspects if you see that everybody is struggling more with a specific chapter or something. So this is also a very nice feedback instrument for you know, the hierarchy of the, of the learners. Where can people find out more about ARI and about Magma Learning? So you can look at our website, magmalearning.com, and then there's also the app, ARI9000.com. It's also an app that you can download on your iPhone or Android, just ARI, A-R-I-9000. And ARI like Aristotle. Also like artificial intelligence. Ah, So the AR from artificial and the I from intelligence, yes. Got it. What have you considered... Maxime, what is the most interesting thing that you have learned since you started with the ARI 9000 app and with Magma Learning? What didn't you know about learning that you've now discovered and really consider fun? Well, it's hard to come up with something, but so there is a lot of misconceptions about learning. And the one fairly recent one, but it's been debunked for a couple of decades now, is that we should learn by discovering things on our own. So it's called discovery learning or constructivism. And in fact, it has been shown that it doesn't work as well as following some instructions by an expert. So it's, it's a little bit counterintuitive because we might think, oh, okay, but a learner is like a small scientist. And so they should, you know, discover things on their own like a scientist did centuries ago. But it's not as efficient. So not everybody can be a small, you know, little Newton. It's really a very inefficient way and it will take us back. So the best way to learn is really to have some instructor that knows a lot about a subject and that will actually lead us towards the correct way of seeing things as opposed to letting you know children or, or people do whatever they want to try to discover things on their own. So this is one of the wisdom from the contemporary learning sciences. As we wrap up here, there's a signature question I always like to ask guests, which is if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity and making a difference, what would you want them to take away from your work? Well, I think, again, it's coming back to my extreme optimism, but I think the notion of learning is extremely rich on on very many levels. But maybe one interesting one is that it can really give meaning to our existences. So I think nowadays people are a little bit, well, you know, if you look at the evolution of our civilizations, it seems we're at a moment where some of our value system that was active for many centuries have been a little bit undermined. And I think 
learning might be just what we need <laughs> to get to some sort of a new golden era of civilization. Because if you learn more about reality, about the world, or even about yourself or about others, I mean, if you learn more throughout your existence, it will literally enrich the world in which you live. So it makes life more enjoyable on a very deep level because something that you didn't know that existed in reality in the world or in the universe will have no impact on your life. But once you've discovered that it exists, you learn about it, it makes it, it gives you more to marvel at, in a sense. And I think, yeah, so learning is, for me, it's like the engine to kind of reboost our ability to marvel at the beauty of existence. So it's almost like a religious thing, if you wish, I think, or a mystical thing. I think learning is really a driving force that has a lot of meaning attached to it, and it can really make our lives more meaningful as well. Maxime, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. You and I have been listening to Maxime Gabella, founder and CEO of Lausanne, Switzerland-based startup, Magma Learning. Find out more about Magma Learning's personal AI tutor, ARI 9000, on magmalearning.com. That's magmalearning.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.